On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks lose to a shorthanded Orlando Magic team. Who should we blame for the loss? Luka, the other Mavs, Coach Kid, or Nico Harrison for the roster construction? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Give me one reason in the comment section. Give me one reason the Mavs lost this game. Just one. I'm sure you can find many more. There are, there are many. There are many reasons why the Mavs lost this game. Just give me one in the comment section. Isaac Harris out tonight. On today's show, we're going to get into why the Mavericks lost this game. They lose to the Orlando Magic 87-94. to Luka Doncic snaps his streak of 30-point games to start the season. Spencer Dinwiddie looked good. Talk about that a little bit later. But the Mavericks, are they asking too much on Luka? We'll recap the game, and then we'll talk about Some of the good and bad with Dinwiddie, Bullock, and all that. The way this Mavericks team is constructed, it's all around Luka Doncic, and it should be. It's all built around what he can do. And with the loss of Jalen Brunson over the offseason, and I know, I know, I know. How many times can we bring up the loss of Jalen Brunson? He He had emerged as someone that could take some of the load off of Luka Doncic. And then you lose that, and you don't really replace it with too much, besides Dinwiddie, who's already there, elevating him into a new role. And especially when Christian Wood's not in a game like this, you see how much is on Luka. Luka took 29 shots in this game against the Magic. He made nine of them. That's not enough for this this Mavs team to win. That's not enough for for them to win a game. They have to have him play. And this is the reason why we've been harping on this game after game. The Mavs keep winning the same game over and over where Luka has to do something Herculean. He has to do something crazy in order for them to get wins. They build up a lead in the fourth quarter, and then they lose it, and then Luka has to come back and bail him out. It just seemed like it was happening over and over again because it was. It was what, what was happening to the Mavericks. And now in games like this, you start to see why playing like this just is not sustainable for, for so long. They need they had to find some other ways. They had to throw some other pitches. You got, got to throw some other pitches. Got to be able to do some other stuff. You can't just keep building up a fourth quarter lead and then losing it and then having Luka come out and come and bail you out. There's too much on Luka. It's designed that way. The Mavericks want to optimize in every single possession that they have. And the best way to do that, if Luka is on the floor, is to have him... Literally run every single possession he's out there. That's the best way. Like That's where analytics and statistics and all that stuff is leading everyone. Everyone wants to optimize everything. Part of my job now for the Lockdown Podcast Network is YouTube optimization. I'm in charge of YouTube for the network. So I'm going through all these channels and I'm like, all right, what's the best way? I'm watching these videos on how to and how to get the best search optimization and how to like figure out how to, the algorithm works and optimizing every little thing and optimizing. At a certain point, If my show wasn't good, if Lockdown Mavs wasn't good, you would stop watching it. I don't care what you're doing to the algorithm. If you guys stop watching this show, it's not going to show up in more feeds. At a certain point, if Luka Doncic is just not good, this team's not going to win games. 
It's just it's just the way that it is designed at this point. Now, there's some things that the Mavericks can do to combat that for sure. There's some things that they can fix. There's some things that they can get better. But if you're talking about who's to blame for this loss, it comes down to Luka. But is it is it Luka's fault that the team is like this? And that's where I think it's not. That's where I think it's not on Luka. He plays 37 minutes. He scores, or he played 35 minutes. He scored 24 points. He had six assists. He should have had a bunch more assists. He's 9 of 29 from the field. 4 of 7 from 3, so he misses 3 free throws, which not the end of the world. 3 free throws. 2 of 11 from 3. 11 threes. If you've been listening to the show, you know Isaac's been harping on this over and over. He's been Derek Harpering on this over and over again. If Luka takes more than 10 threes or more than 9 threes, the Mavs have lost every single game this season. And it's about how he's approaching the game. This Magic team came in with zero guards. Paolo Bencaro was not even in the game. Cole Anthony was out. Markel Fultz is still out. Gary Harris is out. They have no guards on this team. So they're playing all these big dudes. They're playing Bull Bull and Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner and like Chumo Kiki. They're playing these big wings, these centers, these huge guys. And it's hard for him to get in the lane and do the stuff that he's been doing this year. It was hard for them against Orlando the first time. Now their offense ended up picking it up and they ended up going on a run and ended up winning that game. But it's hard for Luka to do the things that he's been doing this year that he's been really effective at in getting the lane, especially when you can't stretch the defense out as much. When the shooters just aren't working and you can't stretch the defense out as much, um, Luka just wasn't able to do the same things. He tried some of the moves that he did, and you have to be to do the things Luka does. To like, Let's talk about the, the last time they played Orlando. This season. They've played Orlando now three times in 33 days counting preseason and now, which is kind of strange. They're like, they're done playing the Magic now. Luka has to be so good in the move where he drives on Bull Bull and then he stops and then he does the floater over Bull Bull and then he does the too small. That was the last time they played the Magic. Like, a move like that, he tried that exact same move, I believe in the second quarter, and he didn't get it off and it gets blocked. You got to be so good, so on point, so exact, where you are, your rhythm, your timing, everything has to be so good for Luka to get that shot off. And he didn't have it. He was off tonight. Luka had an off night. Guess what? That happens to everybody. That happens that Michael Jordan didn't score 30 points a game every single game. <laughs> like, newsflash. Every once in a while, you're going to have an off night. And it was a weird night. The Mavericks were supposed to play at 6 p.m. local time. Hurricane Nicole is coming through Orlando, uh, coming through Florida. It's supposed to touch down at midnight. Uh, Wednesday night going into Thursday. And so they moved the game up. So the game started 4.30 local time uh, for Dallas, 5.30 in Orlando. And so it was just kind of a weird thing. Christian Wood is out with the injury. He injured himself in a weird, weird play where him and Ben Simmons got kind of like bumped each other in that last home game that the Mavs played against the Nets. So he was out in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr. had an injury, but he was questionable, and then he ended up playing in this game. Just a weird, weird game. Just a weird, like... All kinds of weird vibes around this game. And Luka came in and was off. For whatever reason, he was off. And and he's off. The Mavericks are off this year. And he hasn't been off so far. I mean, he's been scoring 30 points every single game. That comes to an end now with 24. Just 24 for Luka. For Luka. Barely he's going to take his average down. But when he's off, the Mavs are off. And this is on... They need a second star. On nights like this, Luka can't be the guy that just carries everything. Dinwiddie was awesome. Dinwiddie was great. They need a second star. Dinwiddie was great. He would have been. He's an. He'd be an incredible third option. He'd be the great, like offensive Drew Holiday, like on what the what the uh, 
the Bucks have. The Bucks have Giannis, they have Chris Middleton, and then they have Drew Holiday. Offensively, Drew Holiday doesn't have to have that big of an offensive load. But on nights when one of those two other guys are out, Drew Holiday can step up. That'd be that'd be a perfect role for Spencer Dinwiddie. But even though the roster construction is the way that it is, and this also is one of those nights where you go, wouldn't it just be nice if they had like another Slovenian guard that could score and get his own bucket and shoot a three? Like, wouldn't it be nice if they had another guard, just some other player that could handle the ball and get some offense and just give a little jolt to the team when they needed it? That this would have been a night for Goran Dragic if they decided to go that route, and which is why it's it's still baffling that the Mavs and you know Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd and all of them decided that they just didn't want a third ball handler. They just didn't want another guy like that. They're, they're like, all right, we're gonna go with Frank, Tyler Dorsey, Jaden Hardy. Okay, none of those guys played in this game. We're gonna go with uh, Josh Green. Josh Green's been been fine. He's not a ball handler. That's not like his. That's not his thing. He's good at other things. They're just they said, and then they're like, all right, we're gonna we have another roster spot. Cool, we're gonna sign Faku. Okay, cool. Well, he's not gonna play. Well, like, what? I just don't understand what they were thinking with that. And they could use another player. It's not the reason they lost. This team still, as constructed, should have beaten this Orlando Magic team. But it would have helped for them to have somebody like that. There's too much on Luca. They need some other help in that way. And somebody else has got to step up. So coming up, let's talk about who that is. Who has to step up in these situations? Who didn't do enough? And uh, and what happens next? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let's talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place for you to put your jobs on. If you have a job, if you're a hiring manager, you know that every single position that you hire for, especially if you have a small business, is crucial. You got to work with these people every day. You have to know that the person that you're bringing in is cool, (laughs) but also qualified. LinkedIn is going to help you do that. They can help you by simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. We all need faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA. You can go and get a LinkedIn job posted right now for free at linkedinjobs.com slash NBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks game. They lose to the Orlando Magic. They shouldn't have lost to the Orlando Magic because they were shorthanded. They are missing like four starter quality players. If you count Paolo Bancaro, Markel Fultz, I, Jonathan Isaac still. Uh, let's, let's throw in Gary Harris, Cole Anthony. That's, that's five, I think, that I just named. Now, starter quality for the Magic, sure. But they're, they're down, and the Mavericks lose this game. Luka Doncic was not good. And there's a, there's something about what the Mavericks are doing on offense that's just also not working. It's not just the roster construction is putting too much on Luka. It's the offensive game plan that's putting too much on Luka. The Mavericks right now, according to Synergy, 15.3% of their, per, per, of their offensive possessions come in isolation. That doesn't sound like a lot. 15%? It's okay. It's fine. It's not a lot. Isolation where one ball handler has the ball for basically the whole shot clock and tries to make something happen. That's Luka a lot. (laughs) They're number one in the NBA. 15.3% of their possessions in isolation. Number two, the Sixers. James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, 11.6%. Number three, the Raptors with Siakam and Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet, 10.2%. The Clippers, 10.1%. So like... The Mavs are at 15%, all the way up here. 
You got to go down four percentage points for Toronto at number two. They are way and above any team in the NBA at the amount of isolations that they do right now. It's on Luka, it's on Dinwiddie to just create offense no matter what. And one of the things that teams are doing is they're cutting off passing lanes for Luka. His passes this year have been incredible. You've seen the behind the backs. You've seen the caught on the baseline and has to jump pass and throw to Dorian Finney-Smith. That happened, I think, in the third quarter of this, this game where he's just stuck. He's just in no man's land. There's two guys on him, like, trapping him on the ba- on the baseline, using the baseline as another, de- another defender. And then Luka has to literally do a jump pass to get around the defender and bounce pass to Dorian, who just happened to know exactly when to cut and where to cut and was able to dunk it. That was a great play. We've seen passes like that from Luka all season. It's not a coincidence. It's not just because Luka just decided to get in his bag and be like, all right, I'm going to start passing a bunch. I'm going to start throwing incredible passes. He has to throw those. He has to throw passes like that. He can't just do the you know two-hand chest pass they teach you in, in basketball camp when you're a kid, right? The two-hand, like, make sure you get some spin on it with your, your index finger and your thumb, right? He can't throw those passes because there's defenders right in his way. They're cutting off everything. They're cutting off every passing lane for him. They've been doing that to him all season. That's why his assists are kind of down. And so, and in this game, where he only had six assists, he has to throw those incredible passes because everything's stuck. That's the, Everybody's letting him, all right, just go ahead. You try to beat us. 29, point, 29 shots. Go ahead and try to beat us. That's what teams are game planning. And Jamal Mosley, the Orlando Magic coach, the used to coach for the Mavericks and used to be Luka's assistant, knows that. Knows, all right. If Luca, our best chance to win this game, if, if we're the Magic, Jamal Mosley says to himself in the mirror, our best chance is if Luca is off. So let's just put it all on Luca. Beat the beat a guy in front of you on in isolation one on one. And so what's happening is the Mavericks are having to run more isolation because teams are giving them that. They're 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 staying away from Luca. They're not throwing as many double teams as many traps at times. And just getting in passing lanes. And so it's like, all right, it's all on Luka to make something happen. And the Mavericks spot-up shots are down this year. 22.8% of their offense is in spot-up. That means the catch-and-shoot threes, the Luka has a a drive, and he kicks over to Dorian Finney-Smith in the corner, he takes a shot. Last year, it was 26.2, so already way down from from last year. The Mavericks are 14th this year in spot-up attempts. They were sixth last year in the NBA. So like way down. And that's that's just what's happening. They're taking less spot-up shots and more isolation. That makes for worse offense. The Mavericks offense, and especially their shooters, guys like Dorian and Bullock and Maxi and them are getting less shots and are getting less attempts. And so you see Reggie Bullock go scoreless for two games. He only took three shots in this game. He's not getting many shots because the spot-ups are down. The isolation is up. The spot-ups are down. Teams are forcing Luka to just do it all because there's no other release valve that they've figured out. No other plays run. No other offense that's run besides Luka, go figure it out. Even pick and rolls. Even pick and rolls are down for the Mavericks. The Mavericks have not run a ton of pick and roll either. And it's because they've, you know, the teams have cut that off. They've cut it off and just like, all right, we'll give Luka any switch he wants. We'll do. It's not playoff basketball. We can give Luca the switch. Go ahead. Take. Try to take Patty Mills off the dribble. And if he does, we'll send somebody to help over real quick. He's gonna have to chuck the ball over. And hopefully by that time it happens, we can recover fast enough. It'll be late enough in the shot clock. So that's what's happening with the Mavericks right now with their offense. And that's what happened in this game. Their offense was awful. And just like every 
problem the Mavericks offense ever has had this year just came out in this game. Players missing shots, Luka not being good, the offense being stagnant. The Mavericks offensive rating has been one of the best in the NBA. They had been top five. They've been like 118, 116 points per 100 possessions. Now they're down to 114. They, they felt like three or 4% for like points per 100 possessions just from this game alone. Like it really brought them down. It brought them from fourth in the NBA in offense to ninth in the NBA. Now a couple games still have to be played tonight while I'm recording this, but the Mavericks offense was that bad. So like I said, 114 points per 100 possessions is their normal offense. Tonight, their offense against Orlando in one specific game, 92.6. Just an all-around awful night because Luka is being asked to do too much. He was a little off. He was a lot off. He was off, and then everything is is much worse. It's not just on him. Other guys have to step up. Dinwiddie was great. We'll talk about him in the third segment because I think he deserves it. He was awesome. He had 29 points. Nobody else has more than eight. Dorian has eight. He hit two threes. He had the cutting dunk that was awesome. He had a block shot and a steal. I thought he was pretty good. He plays 30 minutes. Maxi Kleba hits two threes. He had eight points, three boards. But, like, these are guys that can only just do spot-ups, and you have nobody else. Tim Hardaway, two of ten, one of seven from three. If, like, two or three more of those go down, it's a different game. He's still coming back. Christian Wood was out because of the injury. They really could have used Christian Wood in this game. As much as he struggled last time they played Orlando and struggles against these teams that are really big, they could have used him at least for just spot-up threes for spacing. JaVale McGee plays 11 minutes in this game. He doesn't start. Dwight Powell's back in the starting lineup. Dwight Powell can't do much because the magic, magic defense was just cutting off these lanes and stuff and saying, all right, you can only play in isolation. They're not running any other plays or running anything else, and so... Dwight Powell only takes uh, two shots. He has four fouls. He, he didn't look super great in his starting spot. On the Magic side of things, um, their offense was like just good enough. <laughs> their offense was bad too. They played a terrible offensive game as well. They were down a whole bunch of players and they turned the ball over. The Magic turned the ball over 18 times. The Mavs only turned the ball over four. Like when we talk about one sign that your team is just not having the night that they need, just not having a a good night at all. This is the largest differential in turnovers to lose a game this season. The Mavericks had 14 less turnovers than the Magic in this game. And the Mavs also only scored 10 points off of those turnovers. They scored zero points off of turnovers in the second half. So all 10 of those points off turnovers came in the first half. Magic had seven turnovers in the second half. The Mavs didn't score off any of them. That's a bad offensive night. That's a bad offensive night. When you have that many fewer turnovers than the other team and you still lose like this, just a bad night overall. Coming up, let's get into Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought he was great. He deserves a whole segment where we talk about him and how good he was. And uh, the team, the rest of the team around him failed, failed him. But this is what we've been asking from Spencer Dinwiddie. And so it's good signs to talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into Spencer Dinwiddie. He was awesome in this game. If we're going to talk about one good thing, like one good fun thing from this game, 37 minutes for Spencer Dinwiddie, 9 of 19 from the field, hit four threes. He's just a good three-point shooter now. That's something I just have to, like, accept. I just have to accept that, that Spencer Dinwiddie is a great three-point shooter. I'm for it. 
29 points for him, five assists, four rebounds, a couple of steals, and a block early. Luka and Dinwiddie had like three blocks and three steals in the first two or three minutes of this game. It was really, it was really strange start. And then they weren't scoring off of those turnovers, so it was just kind of a weird, weird start to the game. But Spencer Dinwiddie is great. He's attacking. He's taking the pull-up shots. Now he forces the envelope, like he forces the the, the moment a couple times. He's going to do a bad drive to the rim. We've seen the offensive fouls from him in past games. He's going to do a bad drive where he's got nowhere to go. He's going to do a bad pull-up three like he did in the fourth quarter where he just chucked one up from really deep. But they just want him to push. They just want him to to create some some offense. And he was the only one that really was. Nobody else in this game besides Luka and Dinwiddie were creating offense. And a lot of these guys, you don't really ask them to, but Dinwiddie was great. I thought that... The way he was attacking the rim, the way that he got to the free throw line seven times or eight times, eight times he got to the free throw line. So finally, he his attacking pays off. He was able to get to the line, and maybe this opens up something for him. Maybe this opens up something for Spencer Dinwiddie because if Luca is even average in this game, they win because of how good Spencer Dinwiddie was. Everybody else was bad, but if, if Spencer Dinwiddie plays this well and Luca was just I don't know like make three or four more shots, <laughs> that'd be that honestly be the difference in this game. If Luka just made three or four more shots, changes the momentum a little bit here and there, lets the Mavs set their defense a little bit more here and there, and it just would have been a big difference. But Spencer did when he driving, his pull-up threes, just the way he attacks a defense, um, the way that he was getting to the free throw line, couple of assists that he had were just really, really good. He's finally like accepting his role in the offense and knows at times. Like I think at this point we can say, he knows where to be and, and what to do at times because his whole thing has been he overthinks. He overthinks, and then he has to go, all right, what do I do here? Okay, what am I supposed to be in this moment? And he had a bad game against Brooklyn where he didn't really – he played 27 minutes and only took eight shots. But before that, like, all right, I'm taking a bunch of shots. I'm going to score a bunch. I'm going to create plays. I'm gonna. This is what I'm going to be. And it feels like he's really accepted that role. And it's really important for the Mavericks to have him accept his role, to step up into it, to take charge. Even when Luka's out there, even when, especially when Luka is out there. This is something Brunson learned that Dinwiddie has to learn now. You got to take it from Luka. Because you got to go out there and be like, all right, not all the time, obviously. But Luka's not going to give it up easily. He's not going to be like, okay, go ahead. You do a possession. When he does that, he's going to do the Harden where he stands over in the corner and just like folds his arms and says, all right, well, let's see what happens here. I'm going to take my rest. I'm going to take my rest moment. You got to take it and be like, all right, it's my turn. Let's go. I'm going to do this. Brunson learned that. He learned when it was his turn, when he had the most advantageous mismatch or you know defender on him or whatever. He learned that he had to take advantage of that. And he learned that he had to go quick and get into his stuff fast and it's the stuff you have to learn when you play with Luka Doncic it's tough to play with Luka Doncic a lot about timing and rhythm and it feels like Dinwiddie's starting to figure that out and he could tell in this game that Luka didn't have it and so he was pushing the envelope even more than normal 19 shots and eight free throw attempts like that's and four and five assists that's Spencer Dinwiddie with that's probably the highest usage of his of his season so far I don't think we've seen Spencer Dinwiddie have the ball that much over the last couple of, of days. I don't know if NBA.com has that up yet, but that's definitely something I would want to check. 
Uh, Reggie Bullock, he's not getting enough shots. There's going to be this stat that goes around that Bullock has been scoreless in two games in a row. He only took three shots. Like, let's not over-exaggerate what it is. It's more about how the offense is flowing, how the offense is oriented, than about Reggie Bullock just not being good. Like, come on, three shots? What do you, like, you want him to get more, right? Like, is that what you want? You're like, oh, he's scoreless. We want These guys are spot-up shooters. These guys are finishers. It's about how the offense is running. They're not getting enough of those spot-up shots. They're not getting enough of those opportunities to finish plays because of the way the offense is operating. Luka gets 29 shots because of the way that the defense is allowing him to just take those shots. Tim Hardaway Jr. struggled in this game. He struggled in the shoot. He's had one good game this year and a bunch of just ones where he's really struggling. I don't think a hamstring injury that he got against Brooklyn after just coming back from the foot injury, I don't think that helped him. I don't know if that's the full excuse for him, but uh, his shooting stroke, he just, he hit one, the one three he took was awesome. It was like this beautiful looking three. When he hits shots, it's just like one of the prettiest looking shots that you can have. But when he misses shots, they're just way off and he struggles and he had a fast break where he could have hit Josh Green on the other side and decided to take it himself and couldn't get there. And it's just, it's a tough look for Tim Hardaway. So we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. We have to be a little bit more patient with Tim than I thought we were going to have to. And you can tell by the minutes. He's only playing 22 minutes off the bench. He's not pushing pushing starters minutes or anything like that. Josh Green's passed him in minutes. He Josh Green played 25 minutes in this game. It's been clear to Jason Kidd that we've got to pull back on, on Tim Hardaway a little bit. Josh Green, 25 minutes, three of six from the field. Missed both of his threes. Missed both of his, both of his free throws when he went to the free throw line one time. Three assists, couple of steals. It's going to be up and down for him, like, He's a role player, right? Like, let's not over-exaggerate what Josh Green can be. Uh, two, missing two threes is not a big deal, I don't think. I wouldn't – He's still. He's, is he still leading the NBA in the three-point percentage? That'd be something I'd have to check. But he, uh, I wouldn't over-exaggerate with Josh Green. But he does add an excitement. He adds, like, fluidity to the offense that you just wouldn't expect from um, – from somebody like that, like a wing type player that's normally supposed to be like a three and D. He's just not really that. He's just different. Spencer Dinwiddie's usage rate was 31%. Normally it's like 21, 22. So he was really up there. 31% is really high. Nobody on the magic had a usage rate of, of uh, over 30%. All right. That's enough about this game. <laughs> Isaac will be back. Uh, we will actually do a breakdown of the Wizards game. It's Porzingis versus the Mavericks. Bradley Beal will not be playing in this game. So Mavericks will travel probably to Tampa tonight to try and get away from this hurricane and then play Washington on Thursday. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, hopefully they get out of Florida safe. Hopefully hopefully everybody in Florida stays safe with this storm and everything. Guys, uh, we will be back. Go listen to Lockdown Sports today. A great podcast talking about all the biggest stories in sports available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.